It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars Podcast, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Lala Mm -hmm. Friday. It's your girl, Sandra Dada, joined today as always by my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator, taking front center stage. Here I am. Here today because we have a special guest. Another friend, homie, and colleague, Alex Campbell of the CHGO Fire podcast, but also, like, you know, throwback to some veteran days. I know, right? Former Red Stars press box uh, in uh, we, uh, we miss you out inhabitor, there. Inhabitor, whatever we're calling. Yeah, and, and we were TBT. like, you know what? There's a lot going on this weekend, but the only thing that matters is the doubleheader taking place at Soldier Field on Saturday. There it is. The official CHGO tailgate at the Waldron Deck. It's going to be a collab between CHGO Fire and Red Stars. So you should come through. Okay. Yeah. Kicking off at 2 p.m. And, you know, if you're intrigued by the challenge of attending 17, 38,000 different tailgates, yeah. we should at least be number one. Yeah. Oh, for on sure. That spot. Sponsored yeah. by Revolution Brewing. You it's can true. Come get some. Chicago Some fire free. branded hazy pitch. That's right. If, if you're like, guys, I have so many plans going on on this day. I've got tailgate random number one mm-hmm. and tailgate random number two to attend. Why should I go to yours? And the answer is that we have free beer. Free beer. Free beer. Free beer. That's right. Rev Brew. And, and you know, not for nothing, Revolution famously uh, partnered with uh, with 134 in 2020 we had that rev brew sponsored remember that mm-hmm. that virtual event um God, remember those days oh my oh. goodness <laughs> it was tough it was a rough time but now it's not a virtual event it's an in-person event hey. so hey comes full circle um so yeah big game coming up this weekend huh it is a big game coming up this week weekend the, the red stars are going to face or they're going to welcome san diego wave fc and, you know, honor the return of Alex Morgan mm-hmm. to the city of Chicago by saying, you know what, Alex Morgan, you've been doing so great in your 2022 graphic. that we need to host you at Soldier Field. And that's going uh, to happen. So I think one of the big things going into this one is obviously the Alex Morgan boost. I think that that's something that the Red Stars have benefited from in terms of attendance. Before in the past, we've seen the fire have pulled crowds. this move this year too. Uh, the, the best fire attendance this season was when the LA Galaxy visited because Javier Chicharito Hernandez there are, was there playing. Are some players so that bring the people that really bring <laughs> yeah. the people in, um, and, and Alex Morgan is, is one of those. The yes. answer is yeah. who brings people in? It's Mexicans <laughs> and Alex Morgan. Yeah. Those are the answers. That's, the That's right. If That's you right. want to succeed yeah. in. Yep. In Chicagoland soccer, yep. you should have the main attractions be somewhere on the spectrum of Mexicans and Alex Morgan. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the key. Uh, we're, we're jokes. We're having fun. We're excited about uh, what's going to happen on Saturday. But, you know, Alex, we had to have this little crossover because, you know, we didn't want to just, like, act as if there's not another game happening on this day. It well, is it's a also, it's, it's between the tailgate and the match so like it's true we're kind of it's like stuck. the it's like the opener the <laughs> yes. opener the yeah, fire the are opening, opening for the red stars right. 
basically is an additional yeah. Lollapalooza event. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Definitely it's, the undercard. Yeah. That's oh sure. yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. It's a real soccer fest. Yes. Energy. Um, so I guess our like main question to you, Alex, for our listeners who don't necessarily find themselves uh, MLSing. Don't do the broso, so to speak. Yeah, yeah so to speak. Including but me. I, I you <laughs> fill me in. For folks who are yeah. like, listen, I'm into the concept of watching 12 hours of soccer a day. And what can I expect with the fire as they take on Atlanta? That's a good question. Um, so for those who listen to both of the CHGO soccer podcasts, they will know that Pat McCraney and I declared the fire dead. About three weeks ago. <laughs> okay. They have since made us look very stupid. They have won yeah. three games in a row, only conceded one goal in that time, including winning in Cascadia for the first time in their history. How's, how's, the, how's the Power Cube doing? Uh, the Power Cube is powering up a bit. Nice. Uh, th- there were Love some that. questions about... Um, how, it's a slow start, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was some questions about motivation. Okay. Um, the Power Cube being Jordan Shakiri for those unfamiliar with the Swiss-Albanian... Uh, box-shaped mm-hmm. number 10 who plays for the fire. Uh, hopes were that his motivation would be high this year because he is still a star for the Swiss national team mm-hmm. who are playing in the World Cup this winter. Uh, there are some fears that maybe next year he won't be quite as motivated, but mm-hmm. um, those were creeping in earlier than expected. But these last couple of games, it seems like he is developing a good relationship with some of the fire's other attacking players, uh, namely Chris Mueller, Schaumburg native, who used to play for Orlando City in MLS, and uh, John Duran, who is an 18-year-old Colombian striker who is supposed to be this very promising player who, you know, isn't intending on spending more than, like, two years in MLS. Okay, so so we talk a lot with the Red Stars about, like, the... The NWSL doesn't have a homegrown rule. We know this. Right. But, but with the Red Stars, the way they draft, the way they recruit, a little bit homegrown. They have a number of Chicago land natives who are going to be playing in this game. Yeah. Uh, Fire does have a homegrown rule. Do right. they, so how many, how many Chicago land? We know how strong it is for women's soccer. Right. Is it still is it a similar hotbed for men's? It has not been historically, but that is something that is starting to change since the Fire changed ownership. A couple okay. years ago, when, when basically there was a big regime change about three years back, and one of the things the fire said, you know, you talked about what's well, a superpower to get people to come to Soldier Field. You talked about Mexican players being one of them. The fire don't have a great track record with uh, Latino talent, particularly mm. Latino local talent mm. contributing to the roster. Um, Jairo Torres, who is Mexican, was the first Mexican player signed this yeah. year in 12 years. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of younger guys who have Latino, particularly Mexican heritage, one of them being Brian Gutierrez, who's 19 years old, I believe, and has become a real contributor. So he's one of the younger guys to look out for. The star, though, right now in terms of Fire Homegrown's making a name is Gabriel Gaga Slanina in goal. The goalkeeper, yeah. Who is currently subject of a reported $10-plus million bid from Chelsea in the Premier League. Uh, their backup goalkeeper is also an 18-year-old from Chicago, uh, from the Chicago Metro. His name's Chris Brady. So um, Chicago, really, we've talked about this on the other podcast, on just the, leaning into the American men's soccer stereotype that all we do is goalkeepers. And so now <laughs> f- really all the fire now do is teenage goalkeepers is kind of hmm. the market they're cornering. So there is definitely more of a, a young local flavor to this team now the than they're used well, to. Alex, be. also Pineda, right? Isn't he local as well? Yeah, Mauricio, Mauricio Pineda, Pineda, also local, went to college at North Carolina, so did not come through the Fires youth system right into the first team in the, the way a lot of these other young kids are as he went off and played at Carolina for four years. But Pat and I actually highlighted it's weird. When he steps on the field this year, the Fire win, and when he doesn't, they lose. So it's oh. good to see young Chicago natives making a big impact on the fire in a way that has not historically been the case. You know, I was thinking about this this week when I was doing the the written piece for CHGO, just kind of talking about, you know, the Red Stars relationship to the city proper and, and Soldier yeah. Field and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that I think only one Chicagoland uh, woman soccer player has ever played at Soldier Field, and I believe that was Casey Kruger for the U.S. Women's National Team in 2019. Yeah. That sounds right. It was um, the farewell matches. That, yeah, so that one, I thought that was kind of interesting, kind of going back to that, because I remember I went back. I still have the audio from the post game from, from that match, and 
she got a last minute call up due to like some injuries or something. It was the last game of the 2019 victory tour. Um, Jill Ellis's last game as coach of the U.S. Women's National Team and Casey Kruger at, at the time, Casey Short, got the call up and and started. And so um, I remember talking to her after that match and just being like, how did that feel to, to go play on Soldier Field? And that was in front of like 33,000 people. There were a lot of people there. And um, she was like, I, she was just like, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to play like a half mile from my house yeah. in front of my friends and family, which is so funny to hear a Naperville, you know, Naperville native say, because she, in terms of NWSL, you know, you have a lot of players who play so far away from their families. Mm -hmm. So for her, she's relatively local, but the added element of actually being in the city was huge for her in, in that moment. And so I guess, Sandra, maybe we should chat a little bit about like, well, maybe this, and it was also interesting talking to Sarah Griffith this week yeah, because she's too, also a Naperville native, but she just got here. And so it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's really interesting to be like, we're going to have Vanessa DiBernardo who has played for this team for eight years yeah. and she's for finally going to get to play in Chicago. Field, yeah. And then you've got someone like Sarah Griffith who is great. And I hope, I honestly hope she starts, but uh, she's just like rolling right in and just yeah. like, yep, Chicago, we got it. You know? Well, it's just, you know, it's just, the opportunity is just sort of finally arrived. Yeah. It's just, I think that's part of like the excitement around this. I know you've declared the fire dead on the podcast and that's, that's fine. It's Rest a little different. Peace. Reports the of their demise uh, were greatly exaggerated. Great, yeah. And that's bit. fine. You know, that's what we, we do here. We still only speak facts to CHGO and if they're, you know, listen, I trust that it was true at the time. It was true at the time. Based on the information we, we had, had at our disposal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No, but I just yeah. think that it's, just kind of nice to put it simply I mean the opportunity just wasn't there because of how professional soccer in Chicago has existed yeah uh, you know there was in a fire early days yes soldier field you know but there was not a, a pro league for women at the time that the MLS was getting kicked off of of the ground right um that came a couple years later and then that first iteration of, of pro Soccer is what did not include the Chicago landscape, and that only came in, you know, the WPS, and then that didn't go so great. And then you've got the NWSL. So for the first time in the Red Stars NWSL history, it just sort of is lining up. Like the Fire have made their return to Soldier Field. They've been playing their games in this facility, and there just happens to be this opportunity. So there have been doubleheaders yes. Yes. with the Fire, but always in Bridgeview, uh, at Toyota now Sikiga, you know, but it's it's just sort of the timing uh, of everything, and I think for the Red Stars' benefit, um, they're they're the team, they're the soccer team in Chicago that's finding success on the pitch mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, and uh, it's only right I think that they're the headliners in this one. Well, I mean, I think it's also cool. I had again had this thought thinking about some of the sh the Red Stars' attendance issues this season, which there's a lot of factors to that but one of the ones where I'm like a little bit like this is great to hopefully get them in front of a new audience is because it is kind of a new team right there's mm -hmm. no Julie Ertz there's no Sarah Gordon even just from like last year not even going back to Sam Kerr right. and and so it's a, a very different looking team that's playing in a very different way and I am like hopeful that but it's fun they are way more fun to watch this year than they were Ooh, last year yeah way more fun. day yes and so my hope is that they, when they put this out, and I think San Diego is also a great team, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm hopeful that people will be like, okay, I didn't know these players before, but now I do, and I'm interested in following them where they're going because the Red Stars are in this weird sort of uncanny valley of – they're more interesting than they've been in years and nobody knows them that well because mm -hmm. they're like brand new. Yeah. And so I, I do hope that, first of all, I hope that some people who maybe saw them in 2019 will be at this game. Maybe if it's their fire fans who came during that big push in 2019 and then fell off a little bit. Um, but I, I am always curious a little bit too. We know that there hasn't been a huge crossover for fire fans and Red Stars fans. Right. Partially just because both teams have struggled in attendance. Neither of them are like powerhouses in attendance. Um, so uh, this is a question, like, to both of you. I don't know the answer to this. Do you think the fact that the fire are in the city 
is like a mental block for people being like, I'm never going back to Bridgeview. <laughs> I think there's some of that, but I mean, I don't think you can really see that as a factor of why the Red Stars have struggled this year. I mentioned okay. this on our show this week that I yeah. can't really quite wrap my head around why, because to your point, yeah. they are more exciting this year. Like they're a really fun soccer team to watch. Mm -hmm. Events like this are a good way to try to hopefully kind of merge those fan bases a bit because you right. talk about the attendance struggles each team has, but with so little seeming overlap right. between the two fan bases, if you put them together right. in a way, you could, you know, the attendances wouldn't look so bad if, you know, a lot of the people who go to Red Stars games went to Fire Games and, and a lot of people that went yeah. to Fire Games went to Red Stars games. So, yeah, I think this is a good opportunity. Um, I think with the Fire in... The city now, maybe SeatGeek is a little out of sight, mm -hmm. out of mind for some people. Like, it, I don't think it's inconceivable that people could turn up to this game and not realize that, say, Mallory Pugh even plays for the Red Stars. Because right. I talked about this as well this week. She has not been marketed in the way you would have expected a player of her profile to be marketed sure. when she came to this city. Yeah. They also might not know that there are so many local Chicago products. You know, it'll be cool if Sarah Griffith Right. gets the start in this game. Um, and obviously, Vanessa DiBernardo is a staple at this point. And right. a lot of younger players, I mean, Tatum Malazzo has yep. become the most seasoned defender in yeah. the back three, despite yep. being, what, 24 years old? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think there's just there's so much to like about this Red Stars team, both in terms of how they play, but also the storylines mm -hmm. they bring. And I just don't think people know those players and know those stories, to your point. And stuff like this... I wish it could happen more often. You mentioned, Sandra, there used to be more of these, and the schedule used to just allow for more of these. It is crazy that this is the only time this entire season that the teams could have pulled this off because of their schedules. It's the only day they both have home games, which, again, is out of the team's control, right. largely. Um, but just, you know, I remember in pre-COVID, there were three or four of these dates a year where fans would try to go to both go games. To both so time. this is a bit of a unique thing. Well, what's been kind of fascinating is there's been more, I think there are more weekends this year where the Chicago Sky and the Red Stars are playing at the same time yeah. than, right. than the Fire and, yes, the, we've run and into the Red that Stars do. Yeah. scenario as season ticket holders. But I'm with you, Alex. I think this part of playing in, in Soldier Field and talking about how it's the opportunity is the right way, but it's that's sort of like a broad mm -hmm. sweeping statement. That also mm -hmm. includes the potential to capture the eyeballs of, of casual fans because that's an area that the Red Stars have struggled in in general. Like, let's try to find, you know, the the casual fan who might go to one to three Red Stars games a year and just try to get their butts and, and kind of keep them in the seats. Um, it's been – it's pretty much been for the most part dedicated season ticket holders mm -hmm. who have been able to sort of sustain uh you know that level of fan engagement when it comes to you know in-game uh attendance um but being able to play not just that soldier field and doubleheader with the other pro soccer team in town but i'll just we've been joking about this in the build-up to this and even today before we all got here because there's a lot of traffic and foot traffic in the city but that's also an opportunity as well like you're have you're gonna have a place amongst one of the busiest summer like yeah. summer weekends in the city and that's a big deal and there's going to be you know depending on how the turnout comes to this you know with this event there's going to be people who utilize that as like a negative perhaps right like oh like there was just no way that the most unpopular sport in the united states was going to attract a ton of fans at soldier field like there's just no way it was just impossible uh and like sort of use that as like a roadblock just like imagining some like like old-timey like news like news or sports reporter with a cigar yeah, just being like boring yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> football i'll yeah. tell you about football oh, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah, the, the chicago bears who are going to go three and 14 this year right yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. uh no but like i just think that that's i'm um, sorry maybe this this is me being glass half full versus half empty. But I think that that is a cool energy to have, that this is, you know, if you're not someone who's like, let me go to Lollapalooza, or if you're not someone who wants to, you know, just sort of hang out at the Random Street Fest, if you are someone who wants to, like, go to a sporting event, yeah, this is going to have a different energy for you if you are entering this match as a fan who's primarily going for the Red Stars. Yeah. It's just a different fan experience quite frankly yeah. but then there's that also other that other side of things where it's like maybe you do capture those couple of casual fans mm -hmm. the next game that they go to has, has to be in Bridgeview 
Illinois. Right. And they're going, then they're going to SeatGeek and they're like, oh, this yeah. is a little bit different. Right than what I felt or experienced at Soldier Field. So then there's that, like, other challenge of, of being able to, like, take away certain things and look at, like, negatives and positives and pros and cons and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm, I think when on the women's soccer angle side of things, I think there's going to be more pros. I think there's going to be more opportunities when we're looking at it um, at an event like this. And, and honestly, I mean, hopefully, I wish that it has, you know, a successful turnout, and I wish the event a ton of success because I want to – I want to see more things like this in the future between these two sides. It just like, again, we're talking about how it just happened to be this weekend specifically. I mean, yeah, where it just I, I'll say out. that I'm a little annoyed that the the leagues couldn't come up with another weekend besides yeah, this Lala frickin' Palooza weekend. I, I'm genuinely curious. I literally anybody can answer this. Do you think we're going to be able to hear it? Do you think we're going to be able to hear Lala from Soldier Field? It's probably about a so. mile away. Um, I hope so. Like the as early, the crow flies. The early part of the day, it'll depend. I've got to check who the head. But we're going to be. That second game starts at seven. It's like Machine Gun Kelly or something. Oh Lord! I think it's, um, I think it's Dua Lipa versus Machine Gun Kelly oh at the God. end of the night. So, but Dua Lipa yeah. will be on the bigger we'll stage the on the south end, and I'm going to be honest. If we could just hear Dua Lipa playing <laughs> throughout the Red Stars <laughs> game, <laughs> that <laughs> actually <laughs> might work. Claire and I have talked about this. <laughs> that might as, work. As, as, as two <laughs> folks who have know. invested in the sky this year and <laughs> going to games, we're like, God, you know what? Soccer needs like some actual. Yeah, it is Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa might be giving us that during the the Red Star. Although, yeah, it's going to be later. This is tonight. Let's let's see the Saturday schedule. Who we got uh, from 4 p.m. onwards? J. Cole. Well, listen, as someone who saw not quite the same vibe at Bonnaroo, I hope it's a different energy. Yeah, Palooza. Yeah, because it just was wasn't my favorite act at Bonnaroo, but. Hot take. Controversial. Yeah. Kygo going to be on the other end. That would be maybe a little bit more bit in-game hype. music. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but e- I mean, either I'm way. For it. We'll, be getting, we'll be getting introspective we, during we the soccer game. We had, yeah. We've had some some fan experiences, Claire and I, together this year. A lot of them have been Chicago Sky Games. But there's also, we went to a really cool game at Soldier Field. Where mm-hmm. We went to go see the, the men's Mexican national mm-hmm. team go up against Ecuador. And we were like, Jesus, this is like... It's something different. It's yeah, beautiful. Sure. It was yeah. like, yeah. I love this. Just like, let me soak it all in and drink it all up. And it just was like these little things where we talked about even on this show here. Where it's just like, God, like just like the the most random of things that you could do to sort of, uh, you know, engage your fans and sort of keep them, I don't know, just sort of entertained. I mean, especially in the, in the when you have a game that can maybe have a couple lulls in it and stuff like that. Um and we just both, we all know, like, how sort of fandom comes into play within those kind of laggy moments mm-hmm. of a game, you know, especially the, if you're the home side and you, you hear the players talk about it, too. It's like it gives us the energy to get through those really kind of dull moments or mm-hmm. being able to sort of break through. Um, so I'm a little curious to sort of see how that's going to sound, look and feel yes. and sound. Yeah, right. Um because Obviously, I, there's, like, different opportunities for video packaging yeah. at Soldier Field than there are at SeatGeek. Yeah, I'm interested to see what yeah. the what it, if what Red Star's content, if any, there is additionally. Because right. one of the things the Fire have done really well is they've got a really good media team who yeah. puts out some really cool Agreed. video content. Yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe there was some collaboration and we'll see some cool Red Star stuff. Yeah. I know we're probably overdue for a, a, an ad break, but I will say... Quickly to add on to what Sandra was saying, when we talk about crossover, being at a a handful of fire games this year, the Red Stars players have been at Soldier Field for a few games. They've been showing up and supporting, especially those a lot of the local players and a lot of like this kind of crossover between the veterans who've been around for forever and some of the local players seem to be the most interested. I'd like to see the fire do a little bit more of the reverse. I'd like to see some of the fire players at more Red Stars games, and maybe that's another thing that this game can kind of be like, hey, they've been here supporting you guys. Maybe a reminder that there's more you guys could be doing to go out and support them. I think we're talking a lot about opportunities, Mm -hmm. and there's not one, but there's two games here. And where there's two games, that means there's more bets. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways to support CHGO Red Stars and CHGO Fire and all CHGO in general is by downloading the PointsBet app and using code CHGO when you sign up. 
Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more for a signed deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. It will help you out. In case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Wow. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Putting any money on this game? Not Fire, yet. Um, still, still mulling it over. Okay. I think... Um, um, I haven't looked at the lines for this game. I would guess it's probably fairly toss-up. Maybe San Diego's slightly favored. San Diego's really interesting to me, maybe to talk shop for a second. Like, yeah. Yeah. San Diego, I think, um, look, oh, they they have their, they certainly have their weaknesses, but it's an understatement just to sort of say how much they need their national team players. Like, when they get Naomi Gurma back, they get Alex Morgan back. Yeah. Um, Sophia Jakobsen, I wouldn't expect back already, but maybe it's only been a week, right, since Sweden was eliminated or less than a week. Um, and I think that – so it, I, I asked Chris Petroselli this this week of just, like, how do you prepare, prepare for a game like this? Because the last time they played, um, they did not uh, – Chicago didn't have Mal Pugh. She was still out with a concussion. And um, I think, like, Danny Colaprico was coming back from, like, illness or something. So um, it's a little bit of a clean slate between these two teams – and so I'm really fascinated to sort of see what happens because at this moment it's hard for me to gauge who is the better team. I yeah. think San Diego is very steady, but we've seen how they can can get shut out um, if you're willing to really work off the ball against them. Um, and and we've seen them run out of options. I'm specifically thinking of that loss to Angel City a couple weeks ago. Um, but we also saw Chicago kind of flop in their last game, so it's yeah. hard to like. Yeah. See Anything's where are possible. At. I think the yeah. energy around the top half of the table is really good. Yeah, for mm-hmm. NWSL this year, it's a real, you know, top five teams can beat the other. Yeah, amongst the top I agree five. With that. Yeah, and like you've that's got just sort of the energy. Ol Rain and Portland, who both feel like they're kind of underperforming. They're like. Potential maybe a bit. Well, Portland can only Portland can only get three points at a time, but they're yeah. winning like six nothing. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. there's no prizes for this right yeah. now. But right. You know, when you look at you know the way the table's been shaking out, Portland above the Red Stars right now, it's yeah. just you feel like the Red Stars are going to have to really kind of dig their heels in to hold on to yeah. the idea of a potential home playoff game, yeah. which they would have right now, at this but. Moment. Yeah. At this moment in time, but it's going to be tough. I mean, I think... Well, and at this moment, oh, they sorry. would play a quarterfinal as well. Right, which, so, again, yeah, no buy. Yeah. The biggest thing, though, I think about San Diego is this is going to be the first game for um, Naomi Gurma back at San Diego Wave after uh, earning CONCACAF Women's Championship um, yeah. Best Hi, 11. And she, I think those of us who'd seen her play quite a bit knew how good she was, but, like, now it's like... you. She has arrived as as a top-level yeah. defender in this league. This is also going to be the first time um, Dahl Kemper and Germa will have played together for a while because Dahl yeah. Kemper was out with her rib injury, and then mm-hmm. she came back while Germa was out for CONCACAF, and now finally they're going to get their two starting center backs back. I think if you're looking line by line by line, if you're looking at strengths and weaknesses, I think you're giving that advantage defensively to San Diego yeah, right now. I think, that's I think true. we're starting to see – some of the concerns, some of the cracks a little bit for what it means to play in this Red Star system yeah. defensively without if a Tierney Davidson, without a Kayla Sharple, yeah. without a Casey Kruger, so on and so on and so on. So, yes, uh, a lot of the first-year players or, or less experienced players who are in within these positions have been putting together some pretty good performances. We've been seeing it from Zoe Morris. We've been seeing it. You know, from from Tata Malazzo, they went out and signed Kowalski to try to help a little bit with the depth. But I think what we've seen throughout this month a little bit, especially coming off of some of these games where they conceded a lot of goals, we're, we're starting to see maybe some of those question marks and those concerns. And then what happens is when you when you go through a season, when you start having more and more games, there's more and more footage for the opposition to mm-hmm. take a look at to try to target any potential problematic areas or highlight any particular 1v1s that they're going to try to be looking at. And I think if you're San Diego 
and you're trying to figure out a game plan with your front line versus Chicago's back line, there are some areas that they're probably going to be targeted. Right. You probably, if you start Kelsey Turnbow, you set her on the attack and you have her, you know, trying to force turnovers. That was that was Houston's whole game plan and it worked really well. It'll be a little bit different with Nair and Net, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, That's going to help. That will help a lot, but I think... Especially up against Alex Morgan, who if there's any goalkeeper who knows yeah. about the movements yeah. and the tendencies of Alex Morgan as a striker, yep. Alyssa Nair should be right at the top of that list. Yeah, there was a good piece that came out this week, I think, and I forget who the outlet is, so forgive me, but um, about how Kaylin Sheridan prepared to play against Alex Morgan in the CONCACAF final and how they went over, like, tape over tape over tape. They did, like, data analysis of her preferred spots, specifically on penalties, and and just, like, obviously Kaylin Sheridan is Alex Morgan's club teammate mm-hmm. and still guessed wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So Alex Morgan is – she's tough to play. Um, all right, I have a question for Sandra first, and then, Alex, you can say what you think. So I, the thing in my brain this week as well is Chicago needs to start, if we are thinking playoffs, you know, have to start thinking about who their best 11 is. Yeah. Because they haven't really spent much time with that this season at all. It's been a lot of rotation. The, the position that intrigues me at this moment is actually the wingers. So, Sandra, for yeah. you, if you had to play a playoff game like tomorrow, who are your starting wingers? My wingers? Yeah. Gosh, it's so tough because – of what we've seen in this first half from the Red Stars. Are we assuming Mal Pugh is the striker and we're asking who's playing alongside her? No, no, no. Her? She plays in the midfield. I'm talking about the, the wing two, backs. Like the, the wing backs. Okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just coming off of a big tournament, but if she's healthy, I don't, I don't see how you just don't have Bianca St. George mm-hmm. on this starting 11 as often as you can. Yeah. Um, even with just <laughs> – the first half of the first half of the season right? Um, where we got to see her, you just saw these really, really nice moments specifically between Pew, between BSG. Mm-hmm. It was something, call it the work that they were doing in the off season or the buildup to this regular season, the way they're able to kind of read each other's movements and play off of that. It's very promising. My hope is that in this second half of the season, we'll be more dedicated to sort of ironing that Settling out and solidifying that it. Yeah, right. So I would go with BSG on one hand, and I'm a little torn on the other side. I like what we've seen out of Jill Aguilera. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's about developing chemistry and keeping right, things right. going and ensuring that you've got a starting 11 mm-hmm. who would – Start tomorrow. If the playoffs start tomorrow, you're probably going to slot in Rachel Hill. Really? At this point. So not Aaron Wright. I don't know. I think they're going to have some continued troubles in that back three, and I wouldn't be shocked if maybe we start seeing yeah. Aaron Wright come back a little bit. That's, I love her up top. You know what? That's I a love good her point. hitting in. That into, is a really good point that I, I did love. Not think about. I love. I'm look. I'm a. I'm. A, I'm. I will always cape for Aaron Wright. Yeah. To be played up top when yeah. Sam Kerr came. And they were still trying to figure things out with Sam Kerr. I was like, yeah, put Aaron Wright up there. And we saw Aaron Wright playing alongside with Mott and Kerr for a little bit. So I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that. But this is pitched to me. So I'm not sure this back three is going to be the same back three that we see in a playoff come three months, four months. Because they still have no depth back there. I mean, they are playing the only three players. And my thing is, God forbid, because knock on all the wood that's around here, something happens, you know, down the line. Because, I mean, things like fatigue comes in, you know, minutes management because of that, just like playing the whole general grind of a season that can wear and tear on a soccer player's body in general, let alone a defender who's got a make a lot of recoveries and cover a lot of ground Yeah, because I mean, her availability is the other question. You just I, – I'm, I'm with you, Claire, that I would like to see Aaron Wright out there. But, man, you just – you can't count on her right now to be there as, you know, you talk about, you know, the minutes that get built up over mm-hmm. years. She came back after she had her son, and it seems like she, you know, was briefly fully back up to speed, and then she got injured, and it's – you'd love to have her out there, whether she's playing on the left of the back three or on yeah. – at that left wing back spot. And so I'm, I'd am i put her there with Bianca St. George yeah. on the other side if yeah. the game is tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think 
have other options. I do think Hill is a good other option as well. She's, the question especially because she's more of a defensive. I mean, which is funny to say because she used to be a striker, but she she, she plays works hard yeah. without the ball. Yeah. Sarah Lubert maybe needs to do a little bit more of that, but again, Sarah Lubert's most natural position would probably be to be in one of those. It would be across pew, I think. It, it would be yeah. in one of those yeah. box midfield right. advanced spots right. that you know. And again, the, the question is what a, you know. Uh, obviously, this is probably a bit of a rabbit hole. Who's the striker is still not settled. Cook, Cook. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm with you for Ava Cook. A general question, though, that maybe you guys have some insight on, maybe not. Um, does Chelsea Dauber exist? I know, like she went back to Australia. She, she, went, she got. Fair she had to question. go. It's been rough. I feel bad. I feel really bad for Chelsea Dauber because, well, I don't because well, it's, it's, it's like it's six, she got to go play international soccer, which yeah, is very cool. Exactly across the world, yes. and I think that that's the biggest issue is that. So we've all seen. Like, we've all seen the issues with visas so far this year mm -hmm. with people. It's not, it doesn't happen fast. By the time she got the visa and she got over here, mm -hmm. she's a very young player. This is absolutely, you know, no disrespect to the W League. This is the most intense, highly professional league she's ever played in. Mm -hmm. So they're working her in. The Red Stars maybe have some other young players that are a little bit more American League ready right now. And then she leaves again. Mm -hmm. And, you Which, know. It felt like she was. It, it felt she was like, getting there. It felt yeah. like in terms of like, I think right. she had a knock at one point. It felt like in yes, terms right. of her training and development, the moment where you would have said, this is about the time we'd see her make her full debut. She That's left for she Australia. Left yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know if she, I didn't actually ask if, if she was back in market. That was not on my radar. But um, I believe she is because I think I saw social media posts of her touring her boyfriend around Chicago. Nice. Love that. As he, it, it seems she returned from Australia with him in Listen, tow. Cute. Whatever gets you up to speed, yeah. by all means. Might you say that it's only what you need? hey -o. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. hey That's a transition. Pronounced baby. like Owen. Owen, only what you need. It is 100% a plant-based. Well, it's a 100% plant-based, but it is also 100% a plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Uh, the Red Stars are getting ready for, I mean, honestly, Dude. I was going to say, if you're like a, a festival goer, we talked about this with Pitchfork, I was about to say. you should get some some freaking Owen, man, because yeah. that's how you're going to make it through just, a just dang day. Just slam that protein shake, yeah. throw that out the door. And yeah, load set. up, load up. And so, you're going to be set. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code chgo 20. You got to break up those seltzers. I love it. You know? I know. It's true, right? It's like you got you to gotta get something in your stomach if you're just going to, right, if you're heading over to the Bud Light specifically seltzer stage, you yeah. know. Yes. <laughs> you got to yeah. have your protein first. If you're planning on hitting up the tailgate. Oh, that's, that's another good one. For all that awesome so true. free beer from yeah. Red Brewing. Got to make sure that you're ready to go. It's so true. And that's shake. a long day. I mean, I was yeah. even thinking about that. You know, if we have the tailgate at 2, there's the game, there's the fire game, and then the Red Stars kick off, I think, at 7. So it's going to be a little bit of a marathon. Um, so so bring your bring your stuff. Bring bring your A game. Yeah. Question oh, yeah. for the two of you. Claire, I'll let you go first. And Alex, follow up, unless you both have the same answer. But there's a possibility that San Diego plays Alex Morgan. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility that the game plan might just be, hey, player X, it's your job to just stay in her pocket. Who mm. are you assigning that test to? Oh, that's tough. Watkins. That's a tough question because I honestly think the player I would task with that would be Zoe Morse just because I think she could do it without – physically taxing herself as much as maybe some of the uh, her approach to defending is a little bit more spatially aware than um, more about 1v1 athletic battles because no, nothing against her she's just not that tight she's more of a Becky Sauerbrunn kind of a yep. player in terms of she's not gonna beat you for pace but it's about again angles um, using her brain to to cut things off except I think that Zoe Morris is also their distributor yep. <laughs> out of the back tech. line yeah. so she can't really be the just uh, just defensive player so I'm gonna say Kowalski actually 
Oh man, okay. that's an All athlete. Right. You have an athlete on Alex athlete. Morgan, All and right. so you you put Kowalski on her. I think it's tough because of the way the Red Stars play. Right, like that formation again, a, a back three. I mean, the reason way back when the back threes even became a thing was as an answer to a two striker system. So I think the way that I'm, I'm with you, the way the back three is set up, the most natural position to ask to be that roamer a bit is that most central of right. the center backs, which is where Morse plays. But again. It's not great because she's also the distributor, as you mentioned, right. versus if you were playing, as the Red Stars often used to play, in a 4-2-3-1, you would probably either ask a Sarah Waldmo right. type. The, the you, dual six. So you would yeah. ask one of your sitting sixes out right. of position. You'd have DiBernardo drop in a bit, and you'd have one of the sixes basically serve as a kind of auxiliary third center back right right. with the purpose of marking Alex Morgan. So right. it is going to be interesting to see how that works. On the same token... I'm interested to see how San Diego approaches Mal Pugh because right. given that they play in a back four and again, if you kind of you talked about lines earlier, I mm -hmm. think if you you'd give the defense to San Diego, you'd give the midfield though, I think, to Chicago, yes, even though they are as we know, very depleted this season in terms right. of minutes. You know, Sandra and I were talking before we came on air. It feels like Danny Colaprico and Vanessa Di Bernardo might just like snap in half at some point with both of them are going. Of are, both of, of them minutes. are on pace to eclipse two thousand minutes this year, which in NWSL is a difficult thing to do, right. just by the sheer number of minutes available. Um, so it's yeah, I'm interested to see how both teams kind of respond to those star players because I don't think either team is really well set up to stop the abilities the of the of star the on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Again, I, again, I just don't think it's really in the nature of either of these teams to defend the main attacking threat on the other side. I think that's a good point, yeah. which hopefully will make for a fun game. Yeah, give me like yeah, a 3-2 right, Red Stars victory right, sort right. of game. Yeah. Alex Morgan and Mal Pugh don't get the goals because they're too busy in somebody's pocket. Who's getting the goals for Chicago? Cook, cook, <laughs> cook, cook. I'm going to go the even – I'm going to like go like the really inside baseball homer pick and uh, bring up Sarah Griffith again. Yeah, I know right on. Yeah. As – you know, having having had the opportunity sure through the Naperville connection, to, out there. yeah, yeah, to interview her earlier this year, like it's just been really cool to see how quickly she's come up to speed. Um, you know, dialing it back to the uh, Wabonzi Valley days, which is a fun bookend because it's also where Vanessa Di Bernardo went to high school. But you know, well, she talked very about many she years about apart this week. Yeah, about um, you know, I asked her. Obviously, there's the local element and stuff like that. But the thing that's specifically interesting to me about Griffith is that. Um, she, the league's been around for 10 years, right? Yeah, she can remember She's, she's in her early yes. 20s, right? So the league's been around since she was, what, 13? And so the fact, and, and Vanessa DiBernardo, eight years ago, so she would have probably been maybe starting high school when oh. Vanessa DiBernardo started with the Red Stars, not to age Vanessa DiBernardo, I'm sorry. Or um, all of us. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, <laughs> we, we are the same. Yes. Um, mm. but, but just being like, when you're growing up in that Naperville system, Pointing to, uh, you know, Vanessa DiRonardo, Casey Kruger, Megan Montefusco, she mentioned Kayla Sharples, mm -hmm. and being like, they play pro ball now. And so growing up and just always having those players be like, yeah, they're pros in Chicago um, is, is huge for the continued development of, of that talent pool, which we know is very, very deep in the women's game. Right. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I like, I like Griffith as a, as a sleeper pick. I hope she gets, like, I want her to get a lot of minutes yes. tomorrow. This yes. is a point where it's uh, maybe a time to say it would be cool yeah. if uh, you were able to pick NWSL game goal scorers uh, in – uh, in betting. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, 100%. points bet, maybe just a suggestion. Yeah, if, uh, yeah. help, help us out here. We could have some more fun with the, you know, picks of the week that we do 100%. on the CHGO Fire Show. Because, right. yes, it would be it would be cool to be able to, you know, as, you know, sports gambling becomes more part of the scene, get, let's get as many different weird, yeah. sp oddly specific options on women's soccer games as we do yep. the men's soccer ones. I also have my, my one other goal scorer, which I think this is this is a sentimental one, but obviously I think, for, well, for a number of reasons. First of all, if she scores, I think the Chicago will win the game. And also I think that she's done this before in front of big crowds yep. in Chicago. And also just again, full circle moment, Vanessa DiBernardo. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, that'd be, that'd be uh, she a got really the cool moment. moment in 2019, yes. right? One of the best goals in 2019 oh, was in One fact, of the best goals in Chicago Red Vanessa Stars. Vanessa yes. Not Sam Yeah. Yeah. That's um, the truth. Yeah. So truth. I would love to see that as well. I would love to see that as well. We talked a lot about the local players in, in 
that we're going to be potentially seeing this weekend in the doubleheader. I love that Alex was filling us in yes. on all that as well. And a thing that happens, not to get all sports debatey. Um, oh, boy. But a thing that happens. Here we getting toxic. We hear, toxic? Toxic. No, we hear, like, the comparison, like, game yeah, yeah, that's yeah. made. <laughs> so it's like you're trying to find uh, an equivalent player to sort of say, like, Oh, like this player reminds me of so and so. So for let's just sort of flip that a yeah. little bit. If you were to describe the most Vanessa Di Bernardo s player on the Chicago Fire, who would that be? It's right now. It's probably I can't really say Jordan Shakiri because Vanessa works a lot harder off the ball <laughs> than Shakiri does. Yeah, imagine um, if they asked Shakiri to play like a dis- you're like sometimes you're a distributing six, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't think that would go over particularly well. The answer right now is probably Brian Gutierrez, who I mentioned earlier. He's most often this year played on the left side of a four-two-three-one mm-hmm. as a left midfielder, but he's probably most naturally a ten. Cannot play though though because of the aforementioned Shakiri playing in that position. So, uh, but also Brian is I think literally 10 years younger than Vanessa. So doesn't exactly have that comparison in terms of the veteran experience. The fire, the fire don't really have that kind of player. And it's something I think they've honestly missed that person who is an insti- like a line breaker, not only just a line breaker, but an institution yeah. kind of to the team. It's something that the fire really haven't been able to develop that kind of continuity with someone who is like identified as the franchise. They bring leaders in, but it feels like it's always kind of at the ends of their careers. The current one that's really been promising, and he is more toward the end of his career, but he's not Bastian Schweinsteiger end of his career, is um, Rafael Schijos, who came over from uh, FC Kong in the Bundesliga Mm -hmm. and has really just, you know, there's kind of two different 30-plus MLS signings. There's guys here for the paycheck. And there's guys here to actually work really hard and be part of something. And the person who really bucked the trend in the most refreshing way was Wayne Rooney when he came to D.C. United and, like, really, really cared about that team. And now he's back as their manager and has kind of come full circle. But Rafa Shijos playing at center back for the Fire, who is a distributor, who is tied for the league, the team leading goals as a center back because he's a really good header of the ball. He has come in and he has been that sort of leader that the fire have really been missing someone who is not only vocal and a great locker room presence, but also is clearly one of the best and most important players on the field and is going to start every game when they're healthy. That's just not something the fire have had. And with how young this team is, that's, that's been really important. So it would be really cool if 10 years from now, one of these young guys, whether it's Brian Gutierrez or someone else had been successful at that level had, you know, maybe at least been around the conversation of the national team picture and had become an institution of the Chicago Fire like Dee Bernardo has with the Red Stars. Maybe, you know how you do that, maybe? With energy? With energy from your athletic greens. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, that's perhaps how you stay on a team for a really long time. That's how I would do it. I, yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I turn I turn thirty in a little less than a month, and I'm just like imagining being a professional soccer player at this point in my life, and just being like, oh my god, I'd have to be perfect. I would have to be perfect, and so the way you could do that is with Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is. It costs you less than $3 a day, cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's got over 7,000 five-star reviews. It is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, uh, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens. Keeps you going. Things you need to do yep. before you come to the tailgate. That's right. Sponsored by Revolution Brewing. You need to I know it's like we're we're talking about all this healthy shake. stuff. You need yeah, double right. protein shake with your athletic all greens. You oh, it in one hand, athletic, athletic greens, greens yes. in the other. That's just right. Double fist of that protein and then shake. Then you get to and the then tailgate. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> the official CSGO tailgate at the Waldron Deck at Soldier Field, kicking mm-hmm. off at two p.m. Then that's when you grab your brew. That's right. And you come say hey, hang out for a little. Bit. That's right. That's how you, in that order. So who's gonna win? <sighs> Listen, 
We're uh, not going to come. Uh, hometown sweep, baby. That's right. And do a crossover. <laughs> and say that there's going to be any L's on this win. day. I'm going to go. Let's, put our, let's, do, let's do our picks and our best Chicago accents. I'm going to go. Boy. I'm thinking about the Red Stars going up against the Wave. San I'm going to go. Wave. I'm going to go Diego Red Stars. Wave. 13. Malpil gets two hat tricks. Nice. Missed extra Wave point zero. There. What you got, Alex? I haven't done a really good Chicago in a while. I think, I think, think my, my, my only. Uh, my only uh, I, I just think of the guys from SNL who do the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the old Mike Ditka, yeah. the Bears, the Hurricane Ditka. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, said it earlier, I think the Red Stars. Yep. Yeah. Going to win a three to two, Mal Pugh and Alex Morgan, full nice. scoring. And uh, the fire, four in a row, two nil. Nice. <laughs> like that. Like that. I don't know anything about <laughs> either the fire or Atlanta United this season, so I'm going to say. Bad. Seven to nothing, Chicago. Yeah. Touchdown. Uh, touchdown. And I'm also going to say Alex Morgan gets a hat trick, but it's not enough. But it's not enough. 4-3, Four. Chicago Red Stars. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't put in a fire wow. pick. She comes back. I, it's going to be like Red Stars, Alex Morgan. I'm going to say. Red Stars, Alex Morgan. Red Stars, Alex Morgan. Back and forth. And back then and final forth. Red Stars. Amanda Kowalski, <laughs> Amanda 90 Kowalski plus header. Yeah. Amanda Kowalski header yeah. for the win. That's right. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Oh, what a, what. I'm going to say fire Grand Slam. Yeah. 4-0. All right. All the way. Love that. Love it. Enjoying that. Listen, we just, we want to have fun. I think that's what's going to be. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Just listen. Listen. Score lines aside, ridiculous predictions aside. Yep. uh, It's going to be good weather this weekend. High of 80 degrees and full sun tomorrow. Yeah. So bring a hat. Bring a hat. Yeah. Going to have not one. But two soccer games, not going right. to have not one, but two Pace 17 tailgates Hydrate. with us. Pace yourselves. Yeah. Number one on the list. And uh, we're really excited mm-hmm. to just be participating. You, you can say hi to Alex. Alex, It's nice be to there. have the NWSL back. You know? Yes. Been gone. Can you say hey to us? We're yeah. going to be there. We're going to be, be there because we're going to be celebrating the NWSL's return. That's right. Uh, and we just can't wait to see everybody. Yeah, it's please been, come it's been, a, it's been a big buildup to this moment, and we're, yes. we're hyped to do it. And you know, a big part of this, too, is, you know, the, the opportunity. There was a, a period of time here where we were navigating some things where we didn't get a lot of opportunities to gather yeah. as a community, soccer sure. community. And this is going to be one of those opportunities that have sort of a special angle with it. And so we can't wait to, uh, to participate in that, quite frankly. And it gets a chance to, for us to engage with all the awesome CHGO Red Star and CHGO Fire listeners and listen, if you've been, you know, joining along with us for the ride here and the show, just want to remind you before we close out that the, one of the best ways to support CHGO is with a CHGO a membership. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and sign up with that and you get access to all sorts of podcasts and live shows, post-game fun, post-game shenanigans, really, I should say. Premium written content from all kinds of great writers, especially Claire Watkins here to my left at allchgo.com. You get access to all kinds of merchandise, free shirt when you become a member, and you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So sign up for a membership, and you'll get all those cool benefits and more. And we can't wait to see everybody all right. tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Waldron Deck, Soldier Field, two p.m. Fire Atlanta, mm. Chicago Red Stars versus San Diego. Be there. <laughs>